Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Attitudes with Andy. You beautiful humans, thank you so much for being here, clicking on a podcast that you know is going to better yourself. That is what we are all about here at Attitudes with Andy. And today we are talking about a very cool topic that is kind of new to my world, maybe in the last year or so. And we are talking about breathwork, finding stillness and how to just improve your life through calming down and being more present. So to talk about this, we have the beautiful Jonti on the podcast today, who is a breathwork coach, and he is also the founder of I Am Human, which is an awesome community uh, that do breathwork every Sunday on the beach, and it is just phenomenal. So it was a short intro, but I'm excited to hear about your journey um, a bit more, but we're going to learn lots of tips and techniques, and then also Jonti's why and all of that good stuff. So welcome, Jonti. Cool. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for having me on. You are welcome. Thank you for the cacao. That was great. My pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a really good way to kick off anything, mm. to open conversation, uh, to open our hearts and just to drop in, really. Yes, I love that. So I actually usually do quite a long intro for each guest, but I was like, I'm actually going to keep this one short because I'm really curious, how would you describe yourself? Because it's interesting sometimes how we would describe ourselves is different to like how people perceive us, you know? So I'm just curious. Well, okay. Well, just first of all, I'll just correct uh, one thing that you oh, said. Okay. Um, co-founder of Human. Oh, I guess. Alan. Yeah, just to, just to put that out there, just to ensure that I'm not taking all the, <laughs> all the rain for it. How would I describe myself? That's a... Really good question. <laughs> it's one of those ones where you start to think from many different angles, from the outside in or from the inside out. Do I describe myself as, you know, an athletic person who enjoys being in the in nature, who enjoys looking after himself, or do I describe myself from my internal view? Um, <laughs> I'll try and figure it out right now for you. Go internal, I reckon. Go internal. Yeah, when I when I listen and and tune into myself, I'll describe myself as a person who really just wants to improve, improve myself, improve the world. Uh, someone who wants to give back, someone who wants to support and see others thriving in the world, and ultimately just see the planet in a better state than it is. You know, and that's through giving back, through being of service putting the work in to ourselves for doing our best in the world and doing our best for ourselves ultimately and yeah I guess in terms of we can go into things that I like I love being outdoors I love getting into nature I love fitness and training and exercising and doing all the things based around that and ultimately just trying to be the best version I can possibly be wow that was a great summary I really like that <laughs> And I feel like your intention of trying to better the world is definitely seen through the work you do. So breath work, I'm excited to learn more about it. I kind of briefly know, you know, it helps calm you down and all of that. Um, but before we do kind of get into the nitty gritty, I'd kind of love to know about how you found breath work and the potential impact that it's had on your life. Another good question. I'll track back to 2015 when I was working in banking. 
I <laughs> love that. That's so <laughs> random. Yeah. Like you do not seem like a banker. Yeah. Yeah. I went to uni, studied finance and economics, got the job in banking, worked my way up. Uh, about a year in, I was living in a flat with eight guys, uh, an absolute like a mansion in Auckland. We had it all going. We had a pool, tennis court, all the things. I uh, had a good job, was earning good money, uh, but was highly stressed and was starting to basically become insomniac. Really? So you weren't yeah. sleeping? Yeah. I was getting to that point where it was two to three to four hours of just lying in bed trying to sleep and really struggling and then really starting to get into my head and freak out about you know, being tired the next day and all these different things and basically going down the spiral and just going down and down in these circles and it just kept getting worse and worse. And I wasn't able to concentrate at work. I was struggling in all areas. I was having blobs at my flatmates because they were partying in the weekends and I was like wanting to try and sleep and try and rest and, and kind of not be there with that scene. And it struck me one day, I was like, I need to fix this. I need to get on top of this and I need to sort myself out and what's going to do that. And had a conversation with a friend and he basically said, hey, I've tried these meditation tracks, you know, just chuck them on and just follow it. I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'll give it a crack. And I'd put them on at night time before going to bed or as I'm about to go to bed, I'd play them on YouTube and they were these eight hour tracks. Whoa. Yeah. And it's just, but it's basically just like gentle music and someone just saying, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in breathe out and it, it took me you know the first couple of weeks it was like just listening to that and trying to concentrate as much as I could and it might have taken me maybe three to four hours to get to sleep and then it went to three hours and then got to two hours and then got to an hour of being able to calm myself down and then to 30 minutes and then 15 minutes and then eventually got to the point where I could breathe and calm my system down enough to be able to sleep and to be able to essentially rest and ultimately control the heavy stuff that was going through my system at the time. That was kind of the introduction uh, to breathing and breath work. Very simple form, you know, just literally not doing anything specific, just breathing in and out. No no holding for a certain amount of time or breathing in for a certain amount of time. It was just focusing on the breath and really just diving into that. Track forward a little bit further, uh, continued on. You know, I'd always been into fitness, but... I wanted to expand my horizons and so I started doing yoga and pranayama or breath work is a huge part of the yoga practice, the yogic practice and from there continued doing a lot and with yoga every pose you do, if you can breathe through the poses you can go deeper so you really have to connect your breath to your movement and you also have to connect your breath to your mind and you have to think about how you're doing the poses and you have to breathe through them and that allows you to go deeper and so I went through a phase of doing yoga sort of five to six times a week and that then further continued my improvement of the state that I'd been in, the highly stressed state that, you know, where I was at the verge of just wanting to end my life. Wow. And continued out of that. And, and then from there, when I really got into actual breath work, would have been the start of 2020, the start of COVID. I had started a job, been there for three weeks. The job finished COVID started and the job ended. I couldn't carry on working. Still in banking? Uh, no, I finished banking in 2016. Okay. Yeah, and had a big journey from there until moving to the Gold Coast in 2019. But yeah, really got into like specific breath work in yeah, the start of 2020. 
and did quite a bit of research, was reading, a, read a book on holotropic breathwork, followed along, followed lots of videos on YouTube, you know, went through some Wim Hof stuff and went quite a bit deeper into lots of different types of breathing and kind of got to a point where I had kind of brought a few different bits and pieces from a lot of the people that I'd learned and like made my own little practice and went on a journey of about six months of doing it every single day, like a 30-minute practice. Wow. Of really going really deep, like sitting there, setting intention, doing the breath work, selecting specific music to guide me on it. And, yeah, throughout that six-month process, really just awakened something within my body, like really just like built the fire up within me that just allowed me to continue on and, yeah, ultimately get me to the point that I am at now. Incredible. What a journey. What an impact it's had. What was it like having insomnia? Not fun. Not fun at all. Uh, Again, like I explained, a downward spiral. It's You start thinking about sleep. I'd start getting anxious about trying to sleep because I couldn't, I was struggling to sleep and the anxiety would then set me off and then I'd try and lie down and sleep and I'd get to the point where I'd start thinking about the next day, and then I'm thinking about the next day, and I'm stressing out that I'm going to be tired and I'm going to be run down, so then that would create more stress, and that would create, again, the downward loop that would take my mind and my thoughts to some pretty dark places, and then you just keep, you're just stuck in that, and, you know, there were lots of, you know, there were lots of things, you know, I was like, gosh, I get some sleeping pills, and I didn't really, didn't want to do that, I had tried to use sleeping pills in the past when I was a bit younger at uni but I just really didn't agree with them I just like knew in my body that taking sleeping pills was not good for us and wanted to figure out a natural way um but yeah for anyone out there that suffers insomnia I think just coming back to breathing is the way through it but it's a process yeah (laughs) it really sounds awful having insomnia I have a friend who has it and I'm just like oh Maybe maybe breathwork might help him. So, breathwork. Yeah. Let's start with the basics. Okay. What is breathwork? People might hear that and be like, yeah, breathe every day. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, breathwork is basic. At its, well, in its most basic form, it is very simple. It's just focusing on breathing. And, again, for anyone out there, you don't have to go and do some expensive course or, you know, Go and be coached by someone or whatever. You can put a timer on and just breathe. Focus simply on breathing. And I think breath work, in a sense, is a gateway towards a meditative state. It's a practice that we can engage with that helps us remove ourselves from our mind and connect ourselves with our body to drop into the present moment and to allow ourselves to focus on one thing, simply breathing in and breathing out. And if the longer you do that, the calmer you can bring your body, the more you can bring your body down into a de-stress state. Lovely. I find that it is so much easier to do meditation once you've done a breath work beforehand. Yes. Because it definitely like helps calm it down. So what would you say are the benefits of breath work? The list is endless. Um... even start I think first and foremost is a connection with self I think a lot of people are dissociated from their bodies and 
aren't really connected to what's going on in their physical body. Either they're so distracted in their mind and so focused on the stress in their lives or the things that are controlling their lives or that they perceive to be controlling their lives that they don't allow any feeling or any, or they don't allow themselves to touch base with their bodies. So I think the first thing that's happening is you're choosing to connect with your body. You're using your mind and your thoughts to connect with your breath which ultimately connects you to your body and your source of life and which ultimately helps you bring in more oxygen. And I think if we look at it, if we look at health from the lens of our body's ability to absorb oxygen, we look at breathwork as a foundational piece to living a very healthy life. Incredible. And does it help also like reduce stress? I mean, obviously, because it connects you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So depending on how you're breathing, you know, a lot of people breathe predominantly through their mouth throughout the day or they're very stressed and they shallow breathe or they breathe through their mouth, which is actually creating more stress. Mm. That's putting them in that sympathetic state or it's keeping them in the sympathetic state, which is your stress response where you're in that fight or flight or freeze state where you're, you know, people are trying to, you know, you perceive that people are trying to get you. You perceive that the world is a threat. You perceive that, you know, that there are threats out there essentially and you either f- fight those threats, you either freeze and can't do anything or you flight, you run away, you avoid the situations in life. So when you can start controlling your breath and predominantly breathing in through your nose and out through your nose or mouth, but in through your nose, you're allowing yourself to drop more into the parasympathetic state, which is your rest and digest. And it's taking time for your body to actually just simply be once again. So in terms of a very, yeah, a very simple way is if you can breathe and can control your breath through your nose, you can de-stress yourself. But if you're naturally breathing through your mouth, you're, you're maintaining a stressful state, essentially. Mm. However, if you do controlled breathing through your mouth, you can actually bring yourself into more of a stressful state to help break through that state, oh, essentially. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's ultimately... You know, like if you're going into a breathwork practice and you're breathing in through the mouth and out through the mouth and starting to increase the repetition of that and the rate of the breathing, you're taking your body into a stress state on purpose so that you can start to break through that stress. So you can start to feel it and push through it and to understand it more. And that's why people start, you might see, you might have seen videos online of people screaming and people yelling and people crying. It's because they're diving into that stress. They're diving into all the shit that has been holding them and they're using that stress response to work through it. But then once you come out of that, you come back to breathing into the nose to calm the body back down, to ease out of it. So it's like a controlled way of experiencing your own stress. So in that setting, because I have seen videos of that and usually are those the ones that quite like longer breath works because you're really going deep. And so is that because people have like buried emotions that they're like suppressing and then going deep helps release that? Yes, spot yes. on, yes. pretty much. Well, you can look at it from many different angles, but ultimately by holding yourself in that stress state and maintaining that and having someone guiding you through that for, you know, starting at say 10 minutes or all the way up to a 90 minute or a 120 minute session Whoa. continuing to breathe and having someone guide you through it um again 
you're just going into the depths of your own being and you're breaking past the layers, I guess, of your conscious awareness and you're allowing your body just to start working through whatever's coming up. On a side note to that, it can be very almost traumatizing for some people to go through those states and to re-experience the stress that they've had in life in their life you know someone that might have ptsd or something along the lines like if they go deep into a practice they can bring up stuff that you know they might bring up you know an, an image of some past abuse or images of something really gnarly that happened to them in their lives and if they don't have the right coping mechanisms or the right ability to uh, maintain i guess a level a level field or a level playing through that they can stay in that pretty stressed out state and if they don't have someone to help them integrate it and don't have someone to support them through the coming out of that it can be quite a like a stressful thing for people to go through so i think the the integration is also very very important so this is something that you would do with somebody else not by yourself yes yeah i mean if you've if you've been doing it for a while and you feel very confident yes you can push yourself to that point I think having like I've done like 60 minutes by myself and just like going as hard not as hard as I can but going very hard and I've taken myself to some places however I think having someone to guide you through that process and to hold you through that process is is going to be a lot safer and it's going to support you and you're also I guess you're yeah you're integrating and I think when you have someone as well to be with you and to hold you, I think you're setting an intention first or you're being intentional. You're setting up the right set and setting, the right space to go through this journey. You're having someone to hold you through it and take you through and guide you through that process. And then you're allowing that person to help you integrate and just to support you going forward. And I think that's, the, that's how you grow. You know, If you're only just going straight into the practice with no intention and no ability to integrate, could be left in all sorts of different situations it's like the same thing as psych- a psychedelic journey if there's no if the intention hasn't been set and the setting setting isn't there and there's no um, rules or a system for integration afterwards who knows where it's going to lead you yeah well we'll have to see where this takes us yeah, yeah <laughs> yes indeed. <laughs> yeah okay so if people are like okay well i don't want to do this hour session right now but i do maybe want to start doing um, breath work to start up the day is like a five to ten minute breath work session solo good yeah yeah definitely i even a minute you know well okay so she's like yeah literally just put a timer on for whatever amount of time that you have available put a timer on and start breathing you know the most simple way to get into it is breathing big long breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth it go if you want to start to if you want to go a little bit deeper and to bring up some stuff maybe or or push through something that was stressful in that day or the week that you've just had doing some some big long breaths in through the mouth and out through the mouth and always ensuring that you're in a safe space you know like whether you're lying on your bed or sitting on your bed with nothing sharp or like you know no sharp edges around you or anything because if you start doing some big breaths and you're sitting up you know and i've done this before i just a side little story. Um, one of the coaches that I was working with got me to stare in the mirror at myself for 10 minutes a day to be comfortable with myself. And I was like, okay, well, 
may as well do some breath work at the same time. <laughs> and I started doing breath work and I started going quite hard while I was staring at myself in the mirror doing this practice and I fainted and face planted the mirror. Oh, <laughs> did you break the mirror? No, I broke the edge of it, like the, the, um, the frame. So you were standing up doing no, I was breath sitting, work? No, I was sitting. Oh, you were in sitting. In front of a mirror and I passed out and fainted sideways into the mirror. <laughs> like a big face mark on the mirror. So yeah, um, I highly recommend, you know, not driving. I had a friend that I said, I taught some breath work once and we were driving and he was in front of me and all of a sudden he just stops in the middle of the road. I'm like, what, the, what are you doing, bro? Like, what, what's going on? I'm like tooting the horn and like 20 seconds passes. I'm about to jump out of my car and like go check in on him. People behind me are tooting. Anyway, all of a sudden he starts off and he drives off and we get to where we were going. I'm like, bro, what did you just do? And he's like, oh, I just did that like, that little technique that you taught me. And he's like, I fully just like, passed out. He's like, I just went into another realm in like 10 seconds, for, like, or for like 20 seconds. And basically it had to, like his body just took over and stopped the car for him because <laughs> he was like, fully gone. What was the technique you taught him? Um, it's a uh, big full breath in, in through the nose, out through the mouth. And then six really fast breaths, but you're sitting up like really fast in through the nose, out through the mouth as fast as like big and as strong as you can. And then breathing all the way in, holding, but then squeezing your stomach out and really pushing oh, out, pregnant. Your, pushing out your <laughs> diaphragm and holding that and squeezing your whole body and tensing everything, squeezing with your stomach out and like, I don't know what exactly it does, but it shoots energy up your, your, to your head and quite often you may pass out or you, you like, it'll send you into another realm <laughs> temporarily. Okay. Yeah. So what is the difference between meditating and breath work? Or is it the same thing? Um, in a sense, they're both taking you to the same point. Or mm -hmm. you're both getting to the same point. Meditation is simply sitting and being with yourself and ultimately just observing what's coming up with no judgment. Um, many people would have many other descriptions of what meditation is. It could just be just simply being and just being in a state of presence in the moment around with whatever you're with. Breathwork is a form or a practice to take you into that state of being present. And I think about it as, you know, for me, and like you've said, sitting down and trying to meditate like, you know, I start fidgeting and I'm like and I'm like oh, what's the time like did I put my timer on did I, <laughs> have I done this like going through all thinking about tomorrow thinking about the day before like all sorts of things come up focusing on breath work putting on a timer as well and practicing breathing or doing a set type of breath work whether it's three rounds of 30 breaths or five minutes of just breathing in through the mouth and out through the mouth or whatever you want to do drops you into that meditative state so one's like the segue to the other but they're both kind of tied into the same thing yeah connection to the present moment yeah sounds like that is the aim yeah. of the game yeah always always yeah so present moment i'm glad we touched on that because i feel like a lot of people struggle to be present I am one of those people included. Like when I'm in nature or when I'm speaking with people, it's pretty easy, especially when I'm speaking to people because like 
you're just focused on that. But then other times if I'm driving or brushing my teeth or in the shower, you know, like mindless tasks, that's where my brain's like, okay, I'm going to think about this and I got this idea and then we're going to do this. And then I'm like, Andy, come back to the present moment. Um, do you have any tips on like how to be more present? Is this normal? I think it's very normal to think. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a one part of our being is thinking and our thinking mind. I think a way and the first thing that's coming up in terms of being present, and this is something that um, someone told me about and that I believe is a beautiful way to be able to remove the thoughts of the mind or not so much remove them but to process them and to alleviate the mind from them is to write them all out. Mm. If you have thoughts, write them down. If you have over, if you have lots and lots of thoughts in your mind, just simply get out a pen and just write whatever's on your mind, and just put it out there. And as soon as you put it down, quite often the mind will stop thinking about it, and you'll bring yourself back into the present moment. But again, breathing. You know, any time that your mind starts going and wandering, come back to a breath, and that's a practice. That's a form of meditation: is to observe the mind and to watch what's going on. And you might be able to sit in a state of presence and observation where you're just watching everything go by and then all of a sudden a thought will just grab you and you'll go with it and you'll start going off on that little path and thinking of whatever that little plan or that idea or that conversation you wish you had or you or the conversation you want to have or whatever it might be or the job or your work. And then if you want to come back, you just take a breath and you come back into the centre, back to the state of observation, letting go back into the moment and that's a very simple way to do it it's just to come back remember the breath have you become a lot better at be- being present yes yes in many ways for sure i you know i still have conversations with people where i'm you know i'm with them and all of a sudden my mind just starts going off into other places and i'm like I have to come back to the reality and come back to being present with them. Yeah, you know, that's can like it's just a way of life. Yeah, I think the more consistent I am with my practices, and the more consistent I am with practicing being present, the more I'm present in my daily life and my daily interactions. For mm. Sure. I love what you said about writing things down. Mm. I think that's so important because I'm always like, guys, we're not a filing machine. Like we're not no. meant to store everything up there. It's like no. I write everything down. I even have like a checklist for like pre-setup so that my brain doesn't have to like be like, have I done this? I'll just look at the thing. Oh, yeah, exactly. I've done it all. Yeah. And um, yeah, journaling in the morning or evening or whatever. Just, and just brain dump. Yeah. yeah. Powerful. Yeah. I like this um, technique, which is literally just brain dump, but uh, maybe like once or twice a week, literally just get out. Um, a pen and paper and then just like write everything mainly this is like not tend to be feelings but like things that are on your mind or like things that you need to do and just like get it all out there and then like make an action plan otherwise your brain's gonna be like hey we should do this hey we should do this hey we should do this and you're like oh my god stop <laughs> yeah. yeah I love that and I think also as well if you don't write this stuff down believing in yourself to remember what you need to remember like just trusting that you know, when you've got these thoughts, you know, sometimes you might be going to bed and you're like, oh, shit, I, I need to do this the next morning. I need to do this, I need to do this. And yes, you could go and write those things down or you can just trust yourself and know that you will remember those things. You yeah. will remember the important things. 
Yeah. I do that. And, you know, if it truly is important, of course you're going to remember it. Of course, straight away, as soon as I wake up, I'm like, boom, that thing. Mm. Straight onto it. I like that. Mm. Fun fact, sometimes I'll throw a pillow at my door if I have a thought like that. And then when I see it in the morning, it like triggers that thought again. Yeah, <laughs> it's really random. Yeah, it's great. It's like go a pillow practice. at your door. <laughs> yeah, it's a great practice. Yeah. Oh, okay. So present moment. Um, also, don't know if you listen to Cool To Be Conscious, but if I want to do a breath work and I just am putting this out here, if people are like, oh, where do I even start if I want to follow a breath work thing? Mm. I love Cool To Be Conscious daily like yeah, the five minute one. Yeah, yeah. five minute. Yeah. Or they have a ten minute one. I think it's on Spotify and YouTube. Yeah, I really love that. Yeah, it's simple. Yeah, yeah really straightforward. Yeah, you know what? I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, Hello. yeah, do it. <laughs> so people can do it. So you co-founded I Am Human. True. What was the intention behind I Am Human? Great question. So I'll just I'll spin a little story. Um, and just share how it all began, basically. I, when was this? Mid-2021, I had been a little bit disconnected from some of the practices that I've been doing and made a decision. I was like, Why okay. Why was that? Um, I think just the flow of life. You know, you, I've witnessed this flow and I'll, sometimes I'm really committed to all these practices and I'll do them, do them, be really consistent. And it's almost like a... This has happened in the past. I've changed ways a little bit now, but I'd get to the point where I've done so many of these things and I'm like feeling amazing. Like everything's just flowing well. And it's almost like that. There's this, whether it's self-sabotage or it's, it could be anything, but it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I've done enough. Yeah, like I'm sorted. It's almost like this false belief that like I've done all the work now and somehow you know i don't need to do as much as i was doing before and i'm going to just keep getting the same results and so i've, I've been through a couple of phases like that and where then all of a sudden all the practice i've done just kind of fall off like i'll still train and i'll do bits and pieces but the structure and the planning and all that sort of stuff kind of falls away i'm just i've gone i guess i've gone out of the masculine and allowed and be like okay cool i'm just gonna flow with life now <laughs> pretty much every time I've done that, or well not every time, but some of the times I've done that, that all the things that I've built up in my life just seem to just drop away. And is that for the better, better of my life? Potentially, yeah. It's helped me grow in so many ways. And so anyway, I had let go of a lot of practices. I was just going through a bit of a phase of like, okay, I need to get back into something because I know... You know, I haven't been as consistent. So I made a commitment to do a 30-day breathwork challenge for myself. Um, full month, 34 days of waking up every morning, doing this 20-minute practice. This one that I designed for myself in 2020. On the 30th day, I just completed the full 30 days. I was at the, one of the gyms that I was taking a class at. And funnily enough, that morning, no one turned up. I was like, cool, okay. Perfect. Wait, you were running gym class. Yeah, I was running a class, yeah, at a at a studio. Oh, cool. In Palm Beach for yoga. Uh, it was called a it was a burn class. It was oh. like a combination of movement, breathwork, yoga, and hit like a hit workout, a combination of those. Fantastic! Four things. Yeah, what a combo! Really fun, but yeah, no one turned up anyway. Uh, and so I was like, I'll just do my own workout. Cool. Uh, anyway, in comes uh, this guy into the studio. He's working next door, and we just started chatting and. So it was Elon, 
And I was like, oh, what do you do? Can you tell me a bit more? And he started telling me about what he did. And I thought, wow, this sounds awesome. I'd love to do a session. And what, so, what does he do? Uh, so he's a, his things with Alan Therapy, I'd say he's a multi-modality or multi-faceted therapist. So he combines, you know, 10 plus different modalities into a technique that basically helps the body de-stress or drop back into itself. Really powerful stuff. Like, yeah, he's really, he's incredible. Um, and I was so fascinated and I was like, can I pay you for a session right now? And he's like, oh yeah, I'll just like, you know, I'll do a free consultation. I was like, no, no I'll just pay for a full session. Anyway, we started, <laughs> All or nothing. Yeah. And we started chatting and I just told him, I was like, oh, I've just done this. You know, I've just finished 30 days of breath work and blah, 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 blah. blah and we started talking about it and he goes, oh, I've been running these little events on the beach and I want someone to come and help me out. Like, you know, would you like to come and help? And I was like, oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm very open. I'd love to. So I went and helped him out. Uh, you know, first event, came along, just observed. And I was like, oh, I'll just come and observe the first event and give you some feedback or whatever. And so then we sat down afterwards. I gave him his feedback and was like, yeah, I think this is epic. Um, and he's like, okay, cool. Do you want to do the meditation next time? And I was like, yeah, sweet. And then this was like September or something. And then... After a couple of the sessions, we just sat down and we're like, cool, let's join forces and rebrand this and make human. And yeah, out of that, you know, our little brainstorming sessions, human was formed and we launched human at the start of 2022, start of last year. The idea and one of the goals that I'd written down for the previous year was giving back, giving back 10%. Um, whether that was like financially or with my time and I think this you know serendipitously you know the 30th day of the challenge meeting this guy joining in and helping him out and then forming this you know partnership to create more impact and to give back even more and it just tied in with everything that I've been doing and I think that's just a it's just such a beautiful sign or a serendipitous moment of like when you commit to yourself and you're true to what you want to do like your opportunities will just come to you, you know, I wasn't searching for anything, it just walked into my life, and I took that opportunity, I saw it as such a big opportunity to co-create, and I knew how powerful it would be, and even though, you know, at times, standing up in front of 50 to 100 people, you know, feeling a bit nervous, and being like, okay, this is happening, but you just lean it, and you just do it, yeah. and then it will just all flow from there. That's so beautiful. And what were your feelings when you started doing it? Was it like, I'm on the right track, like this is what I want to do or? <laughs> I think my my soul knows that it's right. Um, my mind was telling me that I was an imposter. How do I deserve this? Why? Why me? Why would someone, why would people want to listen to me telling them to breathe? a lot of that a lot of like just sitting with my mind and you know standing in front of people and guiding them through sessions while my mind is bombarding me trying to tell me that I shouldn't be there that I shouldn't be doing this that I'm not worthy that I'm not qualified that I'm not whatever all the little things that your mind starts creating to try and stop you from what you should be doing that would happen a lot but my soul knew and I knew how much I had to continue to show up for myself and for this greater mission that we have. Wow. I really appreciate your honesty just then. Yeah. 
That's huge. Why do you think that our brain does that? It could be a multitude of things. I think it comes from the society or like the conditioning of society. It could come from belief systems that we've taken on from those the people around us. Uh, one, the word coming up, the tall poppy syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking why, why should I be standing up? Why should people want to listen to me? Why sh- why am I important? Uh, and I guess in, in ways it's forms of self-sabotage. It's trying to keep us in our comfort zone. It's yeah. trying to keep us away from doing things that are uncomfortable and that scare us and that, that are daunting to us. But it's funny, like I would, you know, I grew up doing quite extreme sports and, and do lots of pretty out-there gnarly things. Bomb big hills on my skateboard, surf like pretty big waves, ski down some pretty gnarly slopes and do massive jumps and big cliffs. And I'm so comfortable doing that stuff, whereas standing up and talking in front of people, you know, all sorts of different things are coming at me. Whereas standing on the top of, you know, a 50-foot cliff on my skis, I'm like, yeah, but I'm excited, and I'll just ski off it. Whereas, like, about to, you know, stand in front of 50 people or 100 people, like, not so much now, like, earlier on, just, like, so nervous. But um, what was it? I heard something the other day. It was uh, nervousness is just excitement without the breath. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I think of that, and I before hearing that, I would always tune into that. Like if I'm feeling nervous, I'm just I'm just saying to myself, I'm just excited. Like this is just excitement. Like it is. It is a form of excitement, ultimately. And I'd get this as a kid or as a teenager. When we're going on surf missions and you know the swell's big and you know you're in for like a bit of a battle with the ocean but you don't know how big it's going to be and you're driving over the hills and you can see on the horizon like big like lines of swell coming in but you still don't know how big it is and you don't know what exactly the conditions are going to be until you're right at the beach almost until you're paddling out and you have that just nervous feeling like at the start of a a ski race you're like standing behind the gates with your skis on and you've got this big slope in front of you and it's like this but these butterflies inside you because you're like, here we go. You know, this is this is a time I have to show up for myself and to really lean in and to be present and to focus. And I love it. You know, I think that's the that's being in the flow of life. Yeah. It's feeling that and not subduing it, just feeling it and pushing through it. Yeah. So how did you kind of deal with this imposter syndrome? I'm so glad you brought it up because I think it's a really common thing, especially when people are like starting to put themselves out there they're like why would anyone listen to me what if i i know that i've a hundred percent dealt with that or like that that still comes up and like it's horrible isn't it it's like it's it's a horrible feeling so like yeah how did you overcome that i'm still working on that um however i think in the moment it's just sitting with it and observing it and you know, one of the words or one of the themes that I like to apply is just being in a state of non-reactivity to it, just seeing it, not hearing the voice of like, oh, why should I be here? And then answering back to it going, no, because I should be and like trying to fight it or trying to argue with it, just witnessing it and being non-reactive and maybe even loving it. It's just saying, I love you. Like something simple like that seems to just wash it away. And, yeah, 
is it something that's going to be with us forever? Maybe. I'm not too sure. You know, you hear stories of people that are in their 50s and 60s that are wildly successful and they have been for 20, 30 years and they still question themselves. Why me? Why have I done this? How come I am here? You know, so I think it's something that we just have to integrate and we just have to be with it and accept it as part of ourselves as maybe it's a part of our shadow. We're integrating that dark side of us. We're not pushing it away. We're not telling it to leave. We're not shaming it or condemning it. We're just being with it and loving it and knowing that it is a part of us. It's just a voice and it's all it is. You just spun that so beautifully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you made it be like, oh, it's so nice. Like we're so human. Yeah, yeah, because it is. Yeah. And also going way back, but I just wanted to say thank you also so much for being honest about you like being super consistent and doing all the things and then dropping off and then being (laughs) and I think it's like wow thank you for being honest and it's so true about like self-sabotage I've had that in moments where like I'm doing really well and I'm like thriving and then like I hit this imaginary glass ceiling where and I figured this out where like my brain's like oh, no, 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 you've you've changed too much. There's too much growth. There's too much, like, uncertainty. Like, can you go back to your old ways? (laughs) And, like, before I realised this, I used to, like, self-sabotage. And then I'd look at things and I'm like, what? Why am I doing this when I don't want to be doing this? I want to be over here. And then now when I hit that imaginary glass ceiling, I'm like, all right, this is where we lean in to the discomfort and, like, pushing past that. That's what helps me. But, yeah, thank you for being honest yeah thank you yeah celebrate that point mm. celebrate that point where you're freaking the f- fuck out you know excuse my language no nope, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like get to that point and even still i still sit with this and i question if some of my actions are self-sabotage like i know some of them have been in the past and i still question behaviors and actions now i'm like you know is today uh, today i just want to rest is this me self-sabotaging and just avoiding what I should be doing or do I actually need a rest and so I sit with that a lot and I constantly am playing with those two sides like do I actually need to just be or is this a lazy component of me that's just you know doesn't want to sit in the discomfort Mm, that is so true something I found has helped that is I always ask myself like I'll get still and then I'll be like what do I need because like what I want versus what I need is often different And then that usually gives me the answer. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and adding to that as well, it's like, it's like in this moment, what do I need? What would I want? And what do I love? And adding that little further part onto it, to the moment and to what we want to do helps us kind of bring them all together and tie them all in really nicely. I like that. Mm. Talking about stillness and having a rest, I feel like, there's a very big push for like hustle co- culture and mm. go, go, go. We got to grind and this is the time to like build and do. And whilst I'm very like take action to where you want to be, like I actually am very much like, yeah, do the things. And it's sh- like in, in my mind anyway, this is how I look at it. I'm like, yeah, I know that I, there's lots of things I need to do and I just got to do them even when I'm not feeling like doing them. But equally, I'm like, I also love to go to the beach or like have enough sleep or exercise and do these things because for me that is productive and it is going to get me to where I am because then my brain is like chilling, 
then I get creative thoughts, then I'm calm and I'm not stressed. So like what's your thoughts on like hustle culture versus like resting or combining? Am I making sense? Yes, yeah, you are, without a doubt. <laughs> um, Thanks for listening to my tangent. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I sit with these as well a lot and really playing with the idea of like, do we have to grind ourselves to oblivion to get what we want? Or can we look after ourselves and focus on nourishing our body, our emotions, our mind, our spirit, our relationships? And then will those things just flow from that without having to be in this like hard go, 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 get shit done type attitude? Mm. And I think it's, a, it's an integration of the both is what I'm coming to. I, you know, I went from the, Studying, going to university, finance, economics, getting a good banking job in that kind of mindset of like, go, go, do more, like keep going, don't rest, party in the weekends, work hard, play hard. Yeah. You know, and I burnt myself out. I then went from that and went the complete opposite. I got lucky with some investments and things and allowed myself you know, a year or two to basically just be and play and surf and, and do the things that I wanted to do. And I let go of this, like, having to try and work hard to get shit done. Mm. And then from that point, I just allow myself to just to be. And I spend a lot of time focusing on myself and reading and self-development. And then from that, the things that I've created have been far beyond what I could have imagined. When I've allowed myself just to to focus on like nourishing my body, my mind, my emotions, my spirit, my relationships, to focus on myself. And then I've just been able to flow into those things that I love. But now I'm starting to realize like it took a bit longer. It's just a, been a, more of a process to get to that point. So now what I'm starting to work on is integrating is creating the structure and within that structure, creating the space to flow. So creating and blocking out space where I'm allocating time for nothing or just to simply be, to do whatever I want to do. Could be anything. Could be walking. Could just be lying on my bed with my arms open wide and just breathing. Um, it could be running. It could be reading a book. It could be, you know, any creative pursuit. But having the structure so that I know that I'm doing the things that I need to do to get where I want to go, but also having the space to do the things that I would love to do, but actually don't know that I would like to do those things. You would love to do, but don't the things know. that I'd love to like, there are lots of things I love to do, but I'm like, how would I structure them in? Because it's, it's, it's more intuitive. Oh, you know? okay. like love to just, just to, just to flow with whatever's coming up in the moment. You know, if I want to lie down and have a nap, if I want to go for a walk and listen to an audio book, if I want to do this, you know, I, I'm starting to create space just for that complete openness. So like the structure to allow the flow within the structure. Cool. So then you've got productivity, but then you've also got the flow. Yeah. You've got a good combination yeah, of both. Um, and that's what I'm working on at the moment is like really getting into that state. Mm. It's come from like the quite very structured and very like rigid to then the complete opposite to then now trying to integrate both of them. Yeah. I like that. Mm. It is interesting because, yeah, finding that balance is – um is hard and when you were talking about having like a year or two off um 
and just like being with yourself and chilling. Like I'm not gonna lie, that kind of made me kind of gave me the mild heebie jeebies because I just love like having something to like work on and make progress towards. But I suppose like working on yourself is progress. Yeah. Um because I am a big believer that progress equals happiness. That's Tony Robbins quote. But yeah, um nice. But it is so like yeah. so true. Like if I was just like lying on the beach every single day, like holiday mode, I would just wouldn't feel very fulfilled. Whereas like when I'm doing stuff that I love and like working on it and like putting effort, that's where I feel the best. Yeah. Is yeah. that bad? No. no. Okay. Not at all. It's your way. <laughs> yeah. You know? true. Is your way bad? <laughs> no. <laughs> your way's your way. Yeah. Hmm. I also find that sometimes trying to have absolute balance just throws me completely off. Mm. Because at the beginning of last year, I was like, right, okay, no work past 5 p.m., no stuff before 9 a.m. Like, you know, like I was just trying so hard to have utter balance. But then it's just like, no, literally on the weekends, all I want to do is like just edit and plan, (laughs) do stuff. And I'm just like, do you know what? Let's just flow with that. And then if I need a break, I'll just listen to that. So I think maybe I am more flowy than you. Not flowy, but as in like, I'll have like intentions of yeah. stuff that I need to do, but I'll just like go with the do it at the, at the right times. Yeah, but then at times like sometimes you just need to sit down and do it, yeah. even though you don't feel like doing. Of course, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. I think that's a great way. Like in same thing in those times that I'm allowing myself just space to do whatever. Sometimes I get really excited and I want to work on creative projects or do some work or do some writing or whatever it might be, and I'm because that's what I want to do. Yeah. And so I'm allowing myself that. Yeah. You know? But again, it's still a work in progress, something that's constantly developing and that I'm constantly trying to figure out. And I, I went through the same thing as you of like, yeah, I just want balance. Yeah. I want perfect balance. And it's kind of like, well, what is perfect balance? Like, is, yeah. there, is there such a thing? Yeah. Is there? I think, it's al- I think having balance or having perceived balance is almost like, striving for perfection potentially because life has its ups and downs and life has its flows but i think if we're again coming back to working on ourselves and working on our body our minds our emotions our spiritual connection we will be supported and i guess we'll be in a state of equanimity as we flow through the ups and downs through the curveballs you know rather than trying to be this perfect person that's balanced in all ends. You know, we've got balance between our personal and professional lives and we've got balance between our family time and our friend time and all these other different things. Like, I don't know, it seems like trying to, to find the impossible. Yeah, It's a good word though, balance. It's a great word. It is a great word, but mm. it definitely is different for everyone. That's yeah. so true. Yeah, what is balance? Yeah, I don't know, but... I'm sick of worrying about it. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just listening to what I want to do. Yeah. I usually finish every podcast with the quick five. Quick five. Yeah. Cool. So it's just whatever pops into your mind <laughs> first. Sweet. Uh, before I ask you the quick five, is there anything else you'd like to sprinkle in here? There's lots to share, but I think it just life just comes back to being authentic with oneself. I think that is like, that is the essence of being human is just really being authentic with 
yourself, who you want to be, how you want to show up, and then just following that. I think that's that's where all the beauty happens, you know? Like, fuck the past. Like, if you made mistakes, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you keep holding on to that shit from the past, your present moment's going to suffer, and so is your future. If you're so overly concerned about what's coming up in the future, same thing. Your present's going to suffer. You're just going to be in a state of stress. So you have to obviously create a compelling vision of what you want, who you want to be and what you want to happen in the future. But then you have to let it go and just be in the present. Learn from the past. Integrate it into the present and create a compelling vision forward. And that's where the flow of life is. And the way to do that is through breathing through it all. Always coming back. Always coming back into the centre. And just breathing. And being. And loving. That's incredible. Mm. I'm so glad you brought up, like, not always thinking about, well, definitely not thinking about, like, your past, otherwise you're living in your past, but also not thinking about the future too much. Otherwise it takes away from the now. Mm. And I have people in my life, and I'm so lucky to be surrounded by ambitious people, but... Some of them are so ambitious that they're like, no, I'm not going to appreciate where I am or like be proud of myself where I am right now because I haven't made it yet and I haven't done everything I want to do yet. And I'm like, that is literally like walking up a mountain, going on a beautiful hike and being like, I'm not going to appreciate the top until I'm at the top. And it's just like, why not just stop it each way and be like, oh, look at the view. It's quite pretty. Go us. High five. Exactly. You know, (laughs) again, it's like, have a beautiful vision of the future and connect to that vision but don't attach yourself to it and base your happiness or your joy in the moment on that on the achievement of that just constantly come back and be how can i be the best in the moment how can i do my best in the world and be the best for myself definitely and then you're going to enjoy the journey so you're going to be able to keep walking on it whereas if you're like i'll be happy when Mm. I don't believe in that. I'm yeah. like, either be happy now <laughs> yeah. or you won't be. It's yeah. just like the world, I really believe, this is so random, but like whoever created the world, call it God, the universe, whatever, doesn't really matter for this situation, but whatever created it wasn't like, all right, guys, here's the rules. Uh, to be happy, you need to have a mansion, really good car, uh, $100 million, <laughs> all of these things, right? It's like... I don't think that's how the world was created. It's like happiness can be found in the now. Because in the now, unless you're in physical pain, there's actually like no suffering. It's like all the suffering we create is in our head. That's why like being present is so important. Mm. Anyway, that was just an added thing. But I love what you said. So let's get into the quick five. The first question I have for you is what is your favorite quote? What is my favorite quote? So many different things flashing through my mind right now. You say a few. The first one that comes up to my mind, um, I can't remember your name, but it's like the universe is full of magical things patiently waiting for our wits to grow sharper. I love that one. I think that is beautiful. Like there is magic all around us. It's just are we sharp enough to see it and pick up on it? Ooh. I love that. Um <laughs> That one I shared with you before, like, you know, nervousness is just excitement without the breath. I really loved that, and I really remembered that. 
advice that I have for now. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Okay. What is your favorite book? Favorite book? A book called Buddha and the Badass. Buddha and the Badass. Buddha and the Badass by Vishen Lakhiani. I think I said his name right. Uh, I read that book in 2020, I think it was. And maybe 2021. I can't remember when it came out. But yeah, really powerful book. He's He's the founder of Mind Valley. They're an online education platform, but they like the stuff that they do is really powerful. And his whole vision is like, you know, for five hundred dollars, being able to offer a better education than Ivy League universities. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Five hundred bucks isn't much. Yeah, and he's yes, he's been on some awesome podcasts. Uh, he's wrote a couple books. But yeah, I really love that book. That going through all the exercises and they really sort of set the foundations up for a lot of the things I've started creating in my life. Cool. Okay. I like love the title as well. Yeah. That's some clickbait title. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What is the best investment you've ever made? Whether that's like financially, time, uh, whatever. Best investment you've ever made. Um I mean, I just got lucky putting some money into cryptos in twenty thirteen and managed nice. to, you know, in terms of financial investment, like returned a very decent amount, which has supported a lot of the different things in my life. And then I've used that money to invest in coaching for myself, which I think has been probably the one of the better investments in my life. Uh, and the third third thing, just to you know, add on to another part of that, was uh, a spatula. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, there's these... This brand called Tavolo do these like little jar scraper spatulas and you can, you know, like peanut butter jars or like smoothie bowls or anything. Yeah. The spatula will just pick up everything. You know, you've got a jar that's got, you know, all the leftover peanut butter and you can just ring it around the rim <laughs> and you'll get every little bit of peanut butter or whatever or whatever nut butter out. Perfect, I you know, or like that. when you make a smoothie and there's still all the stuff on the sides, like this thing, just like the way it's designed, you can pretty much get every little bit of it out like very quickly and just scrape it around and like, yeah, like this, you can see these, yeah, you scrape it all out and you're not going to waste a single thing. And that brings yeah. us to the sponsor of today, yeah. Spatulas. Yeah, <laughs> Spatulas. Yeah, please sponsor me. That's actually <laughs> great because when I, whenever I'm like peanut butter low, I'm always like trying to scrape it with the knife. Yeah, but it doesn't oh, really do it. Nightmare, you know. And I think <laughs> that comes also comes out of knife a bit man. of pain <laughs> of yeah, knife man. It's very true. Um, you know, as I was growing up, you know, you know, would be having ice cream or dessert or something. And my dad would be like scraping the bowl with a spoon, and I'd always be like, it would just drive me insane. And I'd be like, are you trying to eat the ceramic or like what are you doing? <laughs> And so I just see that as a solution to that problem as well, you know, (laughs) so much more than getting peanut butter out of a jar. I love where your brain went with that. Okay, the next question I have for you, and I wasn't intending to ask this, but it just popped into my mind and I'm curious, do you agree or disagree or neutral to the statement, money doesn't buy happiness? Yeah, I think money can buy time. And with time, you can find happiness. Do you mean time or do you mean opportunities? Well, I think if you, I think, on, yeah, on two perspectives, happiness is something that we find internally. However, if you 
work hard and you make a decent amount of money, you free yourself up from the time you have to put into that. And then that free time is time that you can then use to find the happiness within yourself. So it's kind of can, like you can find it from both ends. You can find it just internally by doing the work on yourself or you can work really hard, make a lot of money and then allow yourself a lot of free time where you will also discover the same thing. Yeah, I agree. I think up to a certain point, if you don't have enough money, it can cause like a lot of stress because like at the end of the day, like our world does revolve around money and like... I've been there where I've been like so stressed about money and like being able to like pay my rent. Whereas like now I feel like so like very abundant and all over that. And it's just like, that's just hugely minimized and unnecessary stress. And then like having money definitely gives you the opportunity to like pursue what you want to pursue. So it's like, like money is paying for this studio right now. And it's like, that brings me a lot of happiness, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they say past a uh, salary of $70,000 a year, yeah. um, any increase doesn't actually change your happiness. Yeah, your levels of satisfaction. Yeah. yeah. And like, don't, yeah, I think if you're a miserable person thinking like, oh, if I have a million dollars, then I'll be happy. Yeah. It's like, no, you've got to go in because there's still like, you know, celebrities who have millions and all the wealth and all the fame and they, you know, are miserable. So it's like. Uh, it's like finding, it's, it's like, how do you find contentment? Mm. You know, can you find contentment with every situation you're in in your life? And if you can find contentment with every situation in your life, you can find happiness. Mm. So if you've made a billion dollars, but you're also very content with that billion dollars, you can find happiness through that if you're struggling. But you can also find contentment in that process of struggling and or financially struggling. You can find happiness and you can see your way out of that by finding that contentment through the process. Mm. Oh, I'm so glad I asked you that question. Okay, I have two more questions and I'm not sure if they're going to overlap. But one of them is what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? (laughs) The first thing that came to mind probably not the best advice that I've ever received, but I'll start with that. Okay. Um, was C's get degrees. C's <laughs> get, get degrees. degrees. When I went to uni, someone was like, C's get degrees. And straight away I was like, oh, I'm just going to like do nothing at uni now. Um, did that work in my favour? I still ended up in a good position. However, I think that kind of bypassed the concept of putting effort in. You know, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. if I just put minimal effort in, I'll get by which I think in life, when you put minimal effort in, you'll get minimal results. So in terms of flipping that around, I I think best piece of advice, the first thing that's coming to my mind is having family friends over once and we all had a big dinner. We had a bunch of people at our house and one of the older family friends, he was probably 16 or something. I was maybe 12 at the time and he had helped everyone clean up and, you know, you know, help the parents clean up and all the kids had shot off and were playing outside and he stayed back and helped them clean up. And my mother said, oh, you know, young Charles, he's such a gentleman for cleaning up and for offering that support. Um, to us, like, what a, what a gentleman. And, like, I look back at that moment 
and I just like kind of that not even that it was advice for me but it was just a comment on someone else's uh their way and how they gave and how they supported dropped me into like yeah every time I would go to people's houses like just like how I would show up for people and how I would give back and support them especially when I'm invited into someone else's space uh, and how I'd show up so I think that was a a quite a foundational piece for like how I would give yeah that's so nice go Charles isn't it cool how like one person just being themselves can literally have such a like a ripple effect and it shows because you brought us cacao this morning it was so thoughtful thank you okay the last one I have for you I think we might be up to number six but can't really count so it's fine we'll say number five yeah (laughs) 5.5 um if you could embed a thought habit mindset into the listeners ears that would better themselves what would it be let me ponder that one for a little bit sorry i'm just doing some lobby music turn on the elevator tunes (laughs) it's a big question you know it's kind of like that question, like if you could put up something on a billboard, you know, what would you put up? Well, you can answer that as well if you want. <laughs> the same thing. Um, there's so many cliche things that are coming up to mind right now. You know, be yourself. Yeah. Follow your dreams. <laughs> Love yourself. You know? um, I think ultimately all it comes back to is trusting your inner self. And following that, you know, following that inner guidance that you have that comes from your gut, that comes from your heart and just listening to that and taking it step by step, trying to find that place where that beautiful voice is, where you can follow it and you can be with it. And I think you then follow those things, you listen to the intuition, you take the action from that because you know that it's important, you know that it resonates with your body And then as soon as you do that thing, the next thing will pop up. And then you follow that next thing. You follow the next thing. And if you keep doing that, you'll get yourself into a very beautiful place in life. Trust yourself. You know. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on. My heart feels very full right now from this conversation. Not sure if it's the cacao or you or both. I think it's both. Um, But thank you so much. If people want to follow along your account, I am human's account, what are the Instagrams? Uh, I am human. So it's like I.am.humn. That's the business page. And personal is jaunty, J-C-H, J-O-N-T-Y, J-C-H. Perfect. Uh, yeah, there's a bit of work to be done on that, but yeah, <laughs> this is this year's job. Yes. Yeah. Work in progress. We love that. And I'll put all of the links down below because yeah. I'm bad at spelling, so. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We love that. But yeah. thank you, everybody, so much for listening along. If you did enjoy this, feel free to share it on your Instagram as that is how we grow and we continue to have wonderful guests on. Feel free to tag us. My Instagram is at andy.bentley underscore. Um, yeah. That is everything. If you guys also want to leave a review, (laughs) that also helps. Shameless plugging here, but, you know, we love that. (laughs) Of course. Call to actions. Call to actions because this is free content. So that is the way that you can give back is literally just sharing this either on Instagram or to someone and just leaving a review and then clicking follow. Mm. 
Simple things, really. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me on today. Oh, Appreciate you pleasure. and what you're doing. And yeah, look forward to what the future has in hold for you. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. And I'll see you guys next week for another episode. Uh, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Party. <Yeah>. We're on. <laughs> <laughs>